Hi, my name is Emma, and today I'm here with Pauline Elouer, the Communications Director of the UNHCR, which is the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees. Today, Pauline is going to tell us about her role at the UNHCR, the refugee crisis in the Ukraine, and how we can help Ukrainian refugees. Uh, thank you so much for your time and willingness to answer some of my questions. Um, at school, I'm the co-head of my Riverdale for Refugees Club, and over the past few years, the club has been very busy trying to raise awareness for refugees, um, and we're always looking for new ideas, so this conversation with you is at a perfect time. So my first question is, what is the UNHCR and their mission, and what is your role there? Sure, so uh, thank you for having me. So the mission of UNHCR, the United Nations Refugee Agency, is to protect more than 80 million people worldwide forced to flee their homes due to conflict, persecution, and violence. We have over 130 country offices. And uh, as a communications officer, my role is to help UNHCR lead the narrative, generate empathy for refugees in different countries, advocate, and really mobilize action so that uh, people welcome refugees uh, in their countries. Okay, and then thank you so much. The second question I have for you is, what are some of the most impactful and interesting assignments that you've had? Um, so I would say that when I arrived, I was tasked with um, developing UNHCR's uh, first global communication strategy. So it was really interesting because I had to identify our main objectives, audiences, thematic priorities, and also find ways to help our colleagues innovate when it comes to communications. And so in that context, I got to travel to Mexico, for example, to help colleagues develop strategies for the situation in Central America, where many people are fleeing gang violence, as well as Lebanon, which hosts 1.5 million refugees, as you may know. And um, in addition, I've been developing UNHCR's youth engagement strategy. And that's been very exciting because we're working with students from um, high school to university worldwide, really um, trying to encourage them to volunteer, advocate, um, drive action, fundraise for refugees uh, wherever they are. I created a, a global challenge that's called the MUN Refugee Challenge through which students can debate about refugees and forced displacement during their model UN conferences. And that's been very exciting because through that challenge, we have about 20,000 students each year who are you know, uh, a part of it and debate and try to find solutions and come up with really, really interesting ideas to help refugees. Uh, and that's really helped us change the perceptions of a lot of students in many countries. Um, so yeah, just a few examples of, uh, of the work I'm doing. Okay, thank you so much. Um, my next question is, what is the UNHCR doing right now to support the millions of refugees in need, um, specifically the Ukrainian refugees? Sure. So I would say that maybe to help us understand our work, because we work in many different areas, very different countries, and we do all kinds of things to accompany refugees from the time that they flee their homes because of war, a lot of the time, to the moment that they find safety and start to rebuild their life. So the way that we describe it sometimes is that our work is divided into kind of three stages, help, hope, and home. So in the uh, help stage, it's really when, um, again, refugees are, you know, are fleeing. So we assist them during crisis, uh, when they're trying to seek safety. We provide shelter if they need it, uh, first necessity items, but also legal aid at the border. and mental health support to give you just a few examples. Then 
in the hope stage. Um, so it's once refugees have you know found safety, so their you know basic needs are met. Uh, here we are going to really try to convince governments to make sure that refugees have similar rights as citizens, so they can go to school, really try to rebuild their life, uh, have access to health systems, have access to jobs, because that's actually a fundamental right uh, under international law that refugees should be able to work but only 50 percent of them have that right so we really advocate for that um let's say local integration and then in the home stage because no one wants to stay a refugee forever we try to help you know refugees um find a stable solution so for some of them it's going to be going back home the huge majority of refugees you know, are hoping to come back home so sometimes we do, uh, we assist um, voluntary returns, but we only do that if the situation is absolutely safe in the country. So that's not often the case, but when we're able to do that, we do voluntary returns and we help refugees come back um, and you know, rebuild their, their homes and, uh, and their lives back home. Um, in other cases, when refugees are very vulnerable, um, we do resettlement. So, for example, in the United States, you have a big number of resettled refugees. So that's refugees who have fled one country, have arrived in another country, so the neighboring country usually, but then were in a situation that was too difficult, uh, no way of coming back, um, very dangerous. Uh, and so they are sent to a third country uh, where it's going to be more stable and ultimately they are going to access nationality. But there are only a few countries that offer resettlement in the world. So we also advocate for more, uh, more resettlement in, in different countries. And the other way is also full integration. When refugees have been in a, a country for a long, long time, sometimes they've had kids in the countries where they have found refuge, then we're really going to advocate so that the governments give them full rights as uh, citizens. Uh, so again, if that's if they cannot go back home and if they cannot have access to resettlement. So, yeah, so that's a, a long answer to your questions. But as you can see, there are so many different things that we do and so many different jobs and skills that are needed within an organization like UNHCR. No, thank you so much. That was a great answer. Okay, so my fourth question is, with so many people in need around the world, how does the UNHCR prioritize where to direct their efforts? Yeah, it's a very good question. So we have um, emergency priority indicators uh, to help us understand the scope and gravity of uh, displacement in different areas. And so we base our response um, on these indicators. So some of our most urgent situations at the moment are going to be uh, Ukraine, uh, of course, which is um, one of which is the fastest growing uh, refugee crisis in Europe since uh, World War II and uh, with more than 10 million people displaced within the country and outside the country. Uh, but also, you know, the situation in Afghanistan, the situation, situation in the Sahel. Um, but because of the nature of our work, we have to be present in many different countries. So we are present like within the countries um, that produce displacement um, because we also help 
within the countries um, because there's a number of people who are internally displaced. So they don't necessarily go and cross a border like refugees, but they are displaced internally. So we are there. We are also in the neighboring countries of the place where you have a crisis um, because that's where you know refugees cross and then we welcome them and we help the host countries uh, to welcome them, um, which in some instances is, uh, is a lot of work for the host country. Uh, so UNHCR has a really big role to, to play. And then we are also present in, um, in other countries where you have resettled refugees and resettlement programs. So that's you know, richer countries uh, that have created these programs. Uh, so in the end, we end up being a bit everywhere. But again, it really tries to base our, our response and the money that we receive based on, um, on needs. Okay, thank you so much. Um, my next question is, what is the biggest misconception about the refugee crisis slash displaced refugees? Yeah, that, that's, um, that's a good question. So I think that there are few few things. So I'll say maybe one misconception is that a lot of people think about refugees living in camps, in refugee camps. But actually, I think that's only about 22% of refugees who live in camps. And the rest of refugees are going to live in cities, um, on, you know, different communities, but not necessarily in camps. And actually camps, like it's not something that UNHCR ever encourages because when refugees come to a new country, we don't want them to be isolated from the rest of the population. Mm -hmm. So in general, it's, we do manage camps. Uh, we, ha we, we have to and provide shelter, but we don't want, we want camps to be as temporary as possible so that there are you know, better solutions for, for refugees than camps. So that's that's maybe one misconception. All right, and we'll say another misconception is that a lot of people think that refugees live by choice, but the very definition of refugees is that they live because of war, persecution, and violence. So it's something we have to explain all the time. And uh, many people think that refugees want to go to you know wealthy countries and that most refugees you know are going to europe for example but that's not true at all so actually the huge majority of refugees they just cross the border to find safety from their home and they live in the neighboring country so that's i think 73 percent of refugees just stay in the neighboring country hoping that there's going to be peace and they can go back home so i think that's really an important stat and the other stat is that 85% of refugees live in developing countries. So they don't live in you know, wealthy countries. So again, you know, that's a big misconception about refugees. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, my final question is, um, aside from your classic bake sale or fundraiser, how can teenagers like myself help to support the UNHCR and Ukrainian refugees? Yeah, very good question. So um, I think that, lots of things that you can do and again it really depends on your skills and your your interests so don't you know be stuck on just like one one idea of one way you can help um i think first you can advocate maybe learn about the situation for refugees in your country you can encourage your country to resettle more refugees for example if you're in the us uh, or if your country that has um, more restrictive laws for example if your country prevents refugees from opening a bank account which is the case in many countries. You know, maybe you can you know, start you know, advocacy campaigns, talk to lo local policymakers, and try to change things and improve the rights of refugees 
in your country. Um, so that's that's one way. But I think you can really also advocate in the space of your school, uh, especially if you're at university, because one issue that we have is that many refugees don't have access to uh, higher education. Uh, and one thing that really helps is when universities accept to create scholarships for refugees. Um, so for example, if you're at uni, you can ask administration, you know, do we offer scholarships for refugees? Is it something we could create and I can help with? Um, so that's, that's another idea. Center where you can volunteer. I think that's, you know, that's a really great place to start and you know, make friends and teach refugees the local language. If, if they need to help the refugee kids after class, that's another way. And finally, you can you can create, and I think you're an amazing example of, of that, um, Eman, what you've done. I think we often demonstrate the, the power of, of art and, and messaging and, and writing to really um, make a case for refugees. Um, so I say, yeah, write for your school's magazine, organize an art exhibition, um, communicate on social media, um, and yeah, let others know that you know you're passionate about that, and give them ideas of you know, ways that they can contribute as well. Thank you so much. This was really informative. Cool. Thank you for the great questions and for the the work you've already done in support of refugees. I think it's really inspiring for other students. Yeah.